You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview, call me Adam.com. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam, and I'd like to take a moment to thank you for tuning into my show. I'd also like to give a special shout out to my Patreon family for supporting this podcast on a deeper level. If you want to support this podcast even more and become a member of my Patreon family, you can get a variety of backstage perks. Visit patreon.com slash callmeadamnyc for more information. Now, on today's episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam, I am chatting with Emmy Award-winning actor and Tony-nominated producer Eric Nelson. When we come back, we'll be talking with Eric about fatherhood, starring on the 19-time Emmy award-winning series, The Bay, producing the 11-time Tony-nominated play, The Inheritance, and much more. So stay tuned. Hi, Eric. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so excited that you're able to come on the show. Um, let's, we have so much to talk about. I've been loving The Bay. I... Um, the Inheritance was the Broadway play I saw literally the night before Broadway shut down. I oh. saw part two on Wednesday, March 11th, and Broadway shut down Thursday, March 12th. Wow. Yes. You're lucky. So lucky. Oh, wow. So lucky. Um, so let's, uh, why don't we start with, with The Inheritance? Um, because it just got nominated for 11 Tony Awards. Um, so how did you get into producing for theater? Um, that's a great question. Um, so I started out uh, acting on Broadway. I was in the musical 13. And um, that before that, I did a lot of theater. Um, and so theater was always my first love of the arts. It's, it's what brought me into film and TV. It's where I started. Um, so I knew uh, once I got into producing for film and TV, I knew that one day I wanted to produce Broadway because for me, that's home. Mm -hmm. um, so it would kind of be a full circle moment for me if I was able to do that. Um, so once I got some success producing film and TV wise, um, I started reaching out to Broadway producers that I had worked with in the past, uh, letting them know what I've been doing and also um, letting them know that I'm really interested in producing for Broadway and if they could, um, you know, keep me in the loop of what they have going on, or um, even, you know, maybe go out for some lunches, just anything I could grasp or hold on to that would get me one step closer to uh, that dream. Um, and uh, one producer in particular uh, named Jim Kierstead, um, who's a multiple Tony winning producer. Yes, um, I love also Jim. To be, uh, oh, you know Jim? I do, yes. Uh, he's such a great guy. Yes. Um, he was also one of our producers on 13. Uh, and so eventually um, I, I worked for him in a couple other shows as an actor. And then when I reached out to him, uh, letting him know I was interested in producing theater, uh, he couldn't have been sweeter. Um, he really took me on as a, as a mentor um, and uh, taught me everything there was to know. He kept me in the loop on all of his projects and he constantly updated me um, with, with what he had going on. So I, I learned a lot from Jim and he's an incredible guy. Um, so he was kind of my, my big step into uh, the world of producing for theater, um, was kind of having him in my corner. Um, and 
then um, he had a couple shows come by and it just wasn't quite right for a couple of years. I didn't pull the trigger on a couple of things because uh, I was just waiting for that one um, just show that checked all the boxes. Mm. Um, and then ironically enough, um, my manager was the one that brought me the inheritance and um, from an acting standpoint. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, oh my God, it had just won the Olivier Award in London and had all the success. I read the play. I think I read it in one sitting. Oh my God. I didn't even blink, I feel like, from beginning to end. Uh, so I knew I was in love with it. And it was just so incredibly moving and powerful. And everything about it was, was, was exactly what I was looking for in, in a piece of theater. Um, and so made a couple calls and... Um, was able to link with a producer um, from Greenleaf Productions. And um, we had a meeting and uh, before you know it, I was able to come on board as a producer. And um, it was an incredible journey. One I would do all over again if I could. Oh my God, that's so exciting. Now, you mentioned that initially when you were reading it, you were reading it from an acting standpoint. Did you wanna audition for the show as well as an actor or were you solely reading it in mind to produce it? Um, I was reading it in mind to audition to be in it. Mm. Um, and the part I wanted was already cast um, and they were bringing over some people from the London production. Oh. Um, I was like, well, shoot. Well, if I can still be a part of this production in some capacity, I want to be. Um, so I, I figured it would be a great opportunity on the producing front um, to get involved. And uh, who knows, there might be, you know, we already have a slated production at uh, the Geffen Theater in LA, uh -huh. uh, which will be happening in the spring if, you know, the world allows us to. Yes. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm looking for uh, potential to be in it as an actor as well. So that might be um, potential. Oh, that would be great. It's, it's very exciting that you were still able to be part of the project in, um, in the producing capacity even though you originally wanted to act in it, but like you said, I mean, how great that you were able to pivot that way. Right. And um, it, it also shows a lot of just uh, good business sense on your end to be like, well, I can't act in it, but you know what? Let, I still want to be part of this production. So let me go behind the scenes and, and help produce it. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. You know, it's kind of why I got into producing. It's as an actor, there's so many ups and then there's some, so many downs. And, you know, they're in between the ups and the downs is the waiting period, right? You don't know what's happening. And so yes. producing was a way for me to still be creative and to create uh, without necessarily having uh, to be the face of it. Um, so that that's exactly what I, why I got into it. So the in-between time seemed a lot smaller because in between the acting roles, I fill it with producing stuff. So it, it kind of works out. That's great. Now, do you think also the storyline, because of your storyline on the Bay as um, Daniel, did that play, do you think that subconsciously or consciously played into your choice too, to want to be, uh, to feel so strongly about the production? Um, perhaps, yeah, actually. Um, you know, having going through, having gone through such a journey with Daniel on the Bay, um, it, it really, um, it really tied me in with a community of people that I uh, otherwise wouldn't have been tied into. Um, and the support and the love and the encouragement that I've gotten from the LGBT community uh, from playing Daniel has just been so incredible. I think when I read it, I was, I was 
so immersed in a season I've, I remember, I think of the Bay as well, that um, it, it just, it just clicked. It, it just made perfect sense to me. And um, it was something that I felt everyone needed to see. Um, and I wanted to shine light on, um, you know, even though the, the play takes place over a period of years, um, it, it still feels so timely today. Um, and so that was another thing that, that uh, really resonated with me about it. Um, but I do say, um, you know, through Daniel and, and the inheritance, um, getting to have a, a small foot in uh, what seems like such an incredibly um, wonderful community um, has been such a blessing for me. And it's, it's, it's opened so many doors and, and, and so many uh, pathways for me that I never knew were there. So it's been amazing. That is so nice to hear because I have been loving you on the Bay. Um, I love Daniel's storyline. Um, the, the way that the show is, is uh, dealing with Daniel's coming out and um, sorry, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched it yet, <laughs> but um, uh, you came out in, in your character came out in season three. And um, now I just, I just, uh, finished watching season five. I haven't finished seasons. I haven't been able to start season six yet because unfortunately I don't get pop star TV. Okay. So um, the last I saw was um, your high school friend comes to stay at the Garrett estate. And the last, the last scene that we have with you are you and, um, and him in the pool. Oh, yeah. um, and you have your, your, wonderful uh kiss exchange yes um so i would love to talk about your your whole journey with daniel like um because you're not gay in yourself so how did you prepare for the role once you knew that daniel was going to be going on this journey of coming out um i i feel like i i i tackled it just like i would any storyline um that i haven't ex necessarily lived in my own in my own life um and you know that's that's really developing um personal storyline for the character and that's that's really creating a, a beginning middle and end from before you see him show up yeah. on camera um but really developing his uh, full arc as a human and as a as a person um, helped with that and made it uh, feel authentically genuine for myself. Um, and I wanted to make sure I wasn't playing any stereotypes or, you know, um, pushing certain directions to, to, to try to make it seem like, oh, I'm gay, so I have to... No, I wanted to be as true uh, to myself as possible while bringing truth to Daniel. Um, and so that's what I feel helped me along the journey. Well, I think you have achieved that uh, as someone from from watching the show and someone who went through his own coming out. I do feel like you have been portraying Daniel very well. Thank you. I'm really excited for you to see season six because there's so much coming for One you. Thing I do want to know with Daniel's storyline, which um, what do you think was the hardest part of his storyline for you to portray? And why do you think it gave you so much trouble? Um. I think, hmm, that's a good question. Well, his initial coming out uh, definitely was uh, the most emotional, uh, only because it was really his 
first first time Daniel was admitting himself to anybody um, and happened to be in a church with a priest, a Catholic priest, which is so ironic, uh, but so beautiful at the same time, because, you know, typically we, we, you know, the Catholic church isn't depicted in the best light when it comes to the LGBT community and their beliefs on it. And so for, for Gregory to shed light on, on not only Daniel's acceptance, uh, but, to do it through an avenue that doesn't generally accept it, I've, I thought was just so moving um, and was so incredible. Um, and also um, when Daniel came out to his father, um, I that was a really tough day for me um, because there were moments in my life where I, I struggled to um, have what I thought was acceptance for my own father. Mm. Um, and, and, and that, you know, when I started dancing and when I started singing and, you know, he was uh, a farm town boy from, from the Midwest uh, who, who's never seen a play in his entire life. Uh, so for me, it was always a struggle of, um, you know, am I good enough? Is, is this okay? Why, you know, why doesn't he understand this? Uh, so I was kind of able to pull from that um, mm. to use with, with Daniel coming out to his father, who he thought would kind of react the same way. Right. Um, right. So, that I think may have hit a little closer to home just because I was able to pull a little more of my own self into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both, both of those scenes for sure um, were um, the biggest challenges and, and most moving for me. Now let's take it to the other side of a little fun. Now, one of my favorite scenes of yours as Daniel was when uh, you were in the hotel room with my friend Terry Ivins. <laughs> who plays Orchid. Yes. Um, so what can you share with us some like fun behind the scene stories about that time or just any fun stories of working with Terry in general? Oh, I mean, Terry is a little firecracker. <laughs> she is amazing. She's spunky. She's got energy and yet she's so beautiful and so elegant in the, at the same time. She's amazing. Um, and her and I hit it off right away. She's so sweet. Her daughter is a gymnast. Um, and we talked a lot about gymnastics and things like that. Um, and so we, we always were, were good friends and got along from the start. And so then when I'm, Daniel's put in these situations, you know, where he goes to visit her as a, as a hooker, uh, you know, to, to try to see if he can you know, pull through with it to, to try to prove something to himself. Yeah. And he, of course, isn't able to do it because it's just so <laughs> fake. Uh, but I, I just remember, like, walking in that one scene, and I'm just in, just in my underwear. And she's, of course, looking all, you know, in, in her outfit, too. And um, I just remember us just having to laugh between takes mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, we're, 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 we're doing such a serious thing. But at the same time, it really is so funny because it's like, somebody trying so hard and everyone knows that it's not, you know, it's like, who are you trying to kid? Mm-hmm. Um, so she, she makes everything lighthearted between takes and, and, and we're always laughing and we really do feel like a big family on set, mm-hmm. all of us actors. And um, it's a big testament to Gregory because uh, he really uh, is good about um, making us feel like a family. Um, and you know, he weeds through actors, you know, and the, and the good ones stay that are, that are good people. Um, and he'll get these big names and stuff and, and actors that come on the show. And for Gregory, it's not really about that. It's, it's more about, um, 
the atmosphere that we have offset, mm -hmm. which carries on to set and that, that shows chemistry and such. And so he's really big on creating a family and, and creating this atmosphere that doesn't seem like work because we're all so close offset. Oh. Um, so that's been the, the most special part about being on the Bay, in my opinion. That's, that is so nice to hear. And I will say Terry said the same thing about the being part of the Bay cast. She's like, it reminds her of her days on All My Children because she was on there for so long and the sense of family that she got from that show. She says she gets that from the Bay as well. And, and Gregory also mentioned in his interview just how much he loves his cast and how appreciative he is of everybody. And um, he's just so lucky to have just the most amazing people on the show and it's just so nice to hear that it's like a good you know set with a lot of camaraderie between everybody yes absolutely so great to hear from three different people i mean that's you know now you know it's true right right exactly <laughs> just blowing smoke. <laughs> exactly exactly now um as as a father and we're gonna get into fatherhood a little bit later but um as a, now that you are a father, how do you, um, with the work that you take, so like continuing with the Bay and producing, um, does being a father influence the roles and projects you take on as um, sort of like a legacy that you want to build for your, uh, you, you just had a, a it's a, you, you have a baby daughter? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Um, that you want her to be able to see like, this is what daddy did. It's an interesting question. Um, you know, it's funny, she's only a year old now. And um, I feel like for most of her life, we've been in this pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and so there, it's been a much slower year, mm -hmm. uh, which has been amazing in certain aspects uh, where we've been able to spend so much one-on-one -on -one time together. Um, where generally I'd, I'd be off in New York or off in LA filming. Uh, we've really been able to spend this year bonding and um, the time has been invaluable. It's been incredible. Um, but in the past, we always joke about it because my wife and I, uh, all of the stuff that I've done, odds are she won't be able to watch until she's at least 18. <laughs> but my wife is a, is a voiceover actress. She does animation. And so all of the stuff she does is kids shows. She's on and Boss Baby and Barbie and like all the, the best shows that our daughter is already starting to love. Um, so we always joke that first half of her year will be all mommy stuff. Second half of her life will be all daddy stuff. <laughs> uh, but going forward, um, I, I, I definitely see and approach uh, scripts through a different eye, um, just, just having had her as a child. Um, and I think I will be uh, more cautious um, and selective. Um, but overall, I hope that that she looks at my body of work and just says, wow, you know, he had no limits and um, he 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 really had no fear as an actor and went for it all. Um, and if she she ever thinks or says that to herself, then I know I did what I wanted to do. Right. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, let's take a quick break. And um, when we come back, we'll um dive in a little bit more to, to fatherhood and um we have some uh rapid fire questions um and a little bit more about your life outside of acting so don't go anywhere we'll be right back with eric nelson priceline presents go to your happy price what's up it's kaylee cuoco 
When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Hey, 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 everyone. My name is Eric Nelson, and you're listening to Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. And now we're back. Welcome back. Thanks. You're I welcome. I have to comment on uh, both of our blue V-neck shirts right now. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, that's why we're very in sync. Now, I'm filming this in my closet, which is somewhat apropos considering your storyline with Daniel. Um, however, I, I like Daniel. Luckily, both Daniel and I are out of the closet now. Um, yes. But I do come back in for my interviews. So it's a little <laughs> bit back and forth for me. That's hilarious. <laughs> now, where are you in your house? Because I do see your Emmy Award very... Uh, very prominently displayed as it should be. I'm um, I'm upstairs and I've got I'm in my office. Oh, so okay. I've got my own space here. Um, and behind me, it was a closet, and I took the doors off, and I just have a shelf, and so now it's kind of got like a nice archway and kind of frames me in, which I like. You got yes. JFK up there. Oh, yes. <laughs> very nice. Um, and over on this wall is kind of all my show posters and work that I've done. Oh, wow. see all the plays and things. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, it's my, this is the room where I spend uh, most of my creative time. Yes. Um, what are some things you like to do outside of acting? Like, what are some of your hobbies? Um, love to travel. Uh, we've, we've been all over the world, and it's my favorite thing to do, even if you know, we do it on a shoestring budget or if we just finished a big series and we're, we're living in bougie, no matter, no matter how we get it done, we've done it every single way possible and, and it's our favorite. So traveling is a big one. Um, let's see what else. Um, I love exercising. I love running. Um, I'm always outside. Um, you'll, you'll, there's, I live across the street from a park and I'm that guy that's just always out there running around, you know, <laughs> doing whatever I can do to, to, to find physical activity out there. Uh -huh. Um, very much love it. And, um, let's see, besides that, um, I like music as well. Uh -huh. I, um, I've got a piano at the house. I play a lot. Mm. Um, got a guitar here in the office. I like to strum. Um, and my daughter loves listening to music. She, she likes to sit next to me now on the piano bench and kind of plunk out notes while I'm playing. Uh, so for me to see her, you know, her love of music starting to uh, blossom, it's just warms my heart. Oh, that's so that's nice. Great. That's awesome. What are some things that um, fatherhood has taught you so far that you didn't expect? 
Um, well, I didn't expect time to fly by this fast. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that. Uh, the fact that she's already 13 months uh, seems like insanity. And I feel like my parents, when I say that, oh, it just goes faster. Just wait, <laughs> you know? But it really does. It's so scary. Um, but it's also taught me um, to, it's really taught me to be able to shut everything else out, mm -hmm. to really be in this moment one-on-one -on -one. because I feel like for the last I don't know how many years it's thinking about a million things and what's next and how do I you know capitalize on this or how do I you know where can I go from here um but with her it's taught me to the most the only thing that matters when I'm with her is her mm. um and nothing else even gets in the way of that and I, I don't even know if I could even learn how to be that way unless I had her mm -hmm. uh, really shutting everything else out. Um, a, you have to just because you have to watch her at all times because right. you know, put in her mouth or bump into or so like it makes you uber focused at all times. But then also just to to truly be present. So she's getting all of me every time we're together. Um, and so that's been a really unique and incredible um thing that i've i've witnessed in myself that I, I i didn't know was possible because of her so that's so beautiful just stopping time i, I didn't think yeah. it was possible it's really cool oh such a proud dad i love it i really I love it i love it and you can see it all over not only in, in your words but you see it all over your face you just totally lit up beyond beyond what you were lit up before <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely real. That's awesome. That's awesome. Let's move, um, let's move into some rapid fire questions. Cause I love to get to know my guests um, through these as well. Okay. So um, first question is favorite TV show. Of all time, breaking bad <laughs> currently a holiday kids baking championship. <laughs> oh, I love that. Love it. Yes. Favorite game show uh probably jeopardy uh-huh yes favorite board game um hmm. um that's a good one um i love anything where you get to act things out the actual board game board game only because i probably played it a million times with my little sisters growing up was probably Candyland. oh i love it i loved Candyland growing up and now uh chris and chenoweth is hosting a new show called Candy yes Land. I haven't yes. watched it yet, but I'm excited to see it. Oh my God, she's so much fun. I just watched it on Sunday. Have you watched Holiday on Netflix yet? Yes. Yes. She's yes. in that too. Oh my God, she's hilarious. Yeah, she's so good. She's oh, so talented. So talented. Um, favorite scent or smell? Ooh, um, uh, Christmas tree. Like, mm. uh, what is that? Pine? Or yes, pine. Like, yeah. Yep. I love that. Favorite cereal? Um... Growing up, it was peanut butter crunch. Um, mm. Now I'm probably more boring and um, some like um, like some cashy cereal, or <laughs> <laughs> like something like some like healthy cereal. Yeah, some yeah. grain and fiber. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. <laughs> Favorite comfort food. Um. Love me some Popeyes. Mm. F, your go-to karaoke song? Um, go-to karaoke song. Oh, that's changed over the years. Um, um, 
what was the last one I just sang? Um, I think it was a Green Day song, actually. Um, oh. Maybe Wake Me Up When Some Temper Ends or something. But there's, there, I have an arsenal. Like, there's, there's definitely a list. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Green Day is not an answer I often get, so I, I, I like that. It's very different. <laughs> Keep people on their toes. Yes, yes. Uh, your go-to emoji when texting? Fire. Mm. And lastly, boxers or briefs? Boxers. And that's all the rapid fire questions. Nice. Yes. Well done. Well Nailed done. It. Thank you. <laughs> now, I do have to go back to your Broadway days for one moment before we get to the last question, because you were in 13 and Ariana Grande was in 13 with you. Mm-hmm. Do you have any... Um, do you have any fun stories about working with her or anything? Because if I didn't ask, I would probably get slaughtered. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, she was the sweetest little girl ever. Um, and very much just seemed like the little sister that, that you know, everybody wanted to have around. Um, I was uh, two years older than her. Um, she was always laughing, um, even multiple times, uh, even <laughs> sometimes during performances, like something would happen and I would just look back and she'd just be giggling. Um, and of course she would pull it off and nobody knew what was going on, but <laughs> everything was, was fun for her. Um, I, 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 I don't know, after the show ended, she got the Nickelodeon series mm-hmm. and then became biggest superstar on the planet right um don't know her as well anymore but i will say you know ha- having done the show with her that was kind of her 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 first big professional gig mm-hmm. um she had the voice of god of an angel it mm-hmm. was always incredible mm-hmm. um but was still shocked to see how quickly she went from who I knew to the world's biggest pop star in the world. To me, it happened overnight. Mm. Um, And, you know, when, when people say, um, you know, it takes 10 years for someone to become an overnight celebrity or it takes this for me, I truly felt like for her, it happened overnight. Mm. Like she did Broadway, she did a Nickelodeon show and then boom, everybody in the world knew who Ariana Grande was. Um, So it was incredible to see that. Um, But I have nothing but good things to say about her. I love it. I love it. That's wonderful. Well, we're already at the end of the interview. Um, You have been such a joy to talk to. And um, I always end my interviews um, playing off of the title of my podcast, Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. So if you could bear it all and reveal something about yourself that you haven't told in previous interviews, what would you share with me today? (laughs) That is a loaded question. (laughs) It is. I ride a unicycle. Oh, <laughs> that's a very strange, that's interesting, weird, weird thing. Um, yeah, I, I have some cousins in California that, that taught me, and uh, then I, I had to buy a few because I wanted my own and used to just ride it around places. Oh my god, yeah, you never still ride. Uh, I haven't in a long time, but the skill is there, and it was definitely on my special skills on my resume <laughs> growing up. <laughs> I was just about to ask that question. <laughs> yep, it was. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, a little little weird fun fact. Well, if you have any videos of it, post it on your social media because I'm sure people would love to see it. Okay, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much again for joining me today. Um, Everybody watching and listening, don't forget, watch Eric on The Bay, which you can watch um, on Popstar TV 
uh, seasons three through five are also on Amazon Prime. And um, we're waiting anxiously for the Tony Awards to announce when the ceremony is going to happen because we want to see the inheritance win. And um, lastly, where can everybody find you on social media? Um, Instagram at Eric Nelson official and Twitter at Eric Nelson. Uh, Nelson spelled weird. It's N-E-L-S-E-N. It's not N-E-L-S-O in which everyone always misspells. Um, and actually, a fun, fun little, last little plug. Uh, today, uh, I have a movie that just was released called One Night in San Diego. And that is available. It's a hilarious comedy. Uh, it's a female-driven comedy. And um, I play <laughs> a very fun character. Uh, so you can watch that now on Amazon, all the video on-demand platforms. Um, so make sure you check out One Night in San Diego as well. I love that. And um, just always remember here at the Broadway Podcast Network, we have over 70 theater and art-related podcasts. So keep listening. Thanks, guys. Thank you. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had him, had him, live for the business of show. CallMeAdam.com Find more episodes of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam everywhere you stream podcasts. For my print and video interviews, visit my website, callmeadam.com. Follow me on social media at callmeadamnyc on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And finally, if you really want to get involved, support my podcast on a deeper level by becoming a member of my Patreon family. Visit patreon.com slash callmeadamnyc. There, you'll get a variety of backstage perks, including advanced notice of interviews, the ability to submit a question to my guests, and everyone's favorite, swag. 